it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 596 for Saturday, the 8th of June, 2019. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. Now, remember when I had Darren Carr host of the Mac podcast on the show and I stood, uh, I used his format to interview him? Well, I'm going to do the same thing to my guest for this week. My guest says he starts his podcast with one simple question, which is what I'm going to ask. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm I'm Anjetomic, and I see you use that question to get out of saying my name, which is fine, you know, which <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with. But yeah, Anjetomic. Ah, okay. no, that was not, yeah, the 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 name you got kind of right, and the surname was not right at all. But I'll, I'll let it pass. Like you're American. Like I, I'm glad when I don't get Angie back. Like that. That's what I usually <laughs> get from like English people and Americans. So that's fine. Uh, but oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, like a tech guy from Slovenia, basically. I've been writing for a tech magazine for the last, I don't know, 10 years. And um, I do a uh, tech uh, radio show, which is actually a podcast, but we do two versions for Slovenia Public Radio and with a uh, co-host. And I also, after work, I do three podcasts and run a whole podcast network. So yes, I have a lot of spare time. <laughs> As you can imagine, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that that's basically uh, what I do and who I am. So, so I'm uh, the quintessential ugly American. I speak one language, and I had to look at a map to find out where Slovenia is. Uh, how how big is Slovenia? What what are we what are we talking about? Here? Yeah, well, it's it's a uh, I'll say a tiny country that's shaped like a chicken, which you know it's. <laughs> Is relevant because one of the first sort of, uh, not search, was it an engine? Was it a search? I don't know. But it was uh, it was basically the logo was a chicken because our country is actually <laughs> shaped like a chicken, which is fine. I actually kind of like that. But yeah, we're like two million people. And we, are, we were a part of Yugoslavia, which I think most Americans will somehow have heard of, right? Uh, we're one of those yes, countries. Yes. But we, we basically neighbor Italy and Austria and Hungary and Croatia. So, and we're right up okay. at, we're at the top of the, uh, sort of the Italy boot on the inside there. I'm not going to mention well, what. Well, that's really sad. I've, yeah. I've been to Italy and I never, uh, never looked up Slovenia. We could have stopped by. Yeah, well, you should have. <laughs> but like uh, most Italians don't know where Slovenia is, so I think you're fine. <laughs> uh, there's this clip, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, just Italia, like a t- an Italian TV station asking Italians what language Slovenians, like is spoken in Slovenia and there's. An Italian woman who I think just says Finnish for some reason. So they they barely know we exist, honestly. But yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So I, I'm I'm along with the the ugly Italians as well. That's good. Well, so uh, why tech? I, I I was you know always into tech, and like my dad was a designer, so you know he he had computers fairly early on. He actually had Macs as well. And uh, I just, you know, built and broke a bunch of PCs because I wanted to play games. And uh, then I was kind of like I was the right age when the sort of the phones really started to happen. And then I've been like reviewing phones, like like I said, for the last 10 years, basically. And it's that's been, you know, the, I don't know. I just like the whole gadgety stuff and, you know, the... <laughs> Sort of how software works and all of that. But I'm one of those guys that, that can maybe like do some HTML and CSS, right? But never really got into programming. Like I keep trying, but I, I, I'm, I'm like 35 now. I, I think I'm, I'm past that. Like I'm not going to learn, you know, Swift now, I think. But yeah. You know. Wait, how old did you say you were? Uh, 35, yeah. 
35. Well, I'm 61 and I'm learning to program now. You, yeah. Uh, I took You're pro- making me feel bad now. Last programming class I took. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. Yeah. That, um, it's a, like a worthy goal. But like, like I said, <laughs> I have like a job job and then I run a podcast network and I have a daughter now. So like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I need more hours oh, in the day basically <laughs> to start, you know, something. Yeah, programming is is uh, kind of addictive and does take over. Is I, I've started neglecting the podcast. It's been getting a little shorter because I've just I just find myself wanting to code. I'm not any good at it, but I'm having a blast. It's been really fun. Um, I I think that question asking why tech is kind of mean to tech people. Uh, I stole it from you uh, because it's sort of like saying why is your DNA? Right? Yeah. If you're into this stuff, it's just. I don't know. It's what I do. It's who I am, right? Yeah, and it kind of, it kind of worked. Like it really helped me out along the way because I I was also al- always interested in media. Like I, I worked in radio and then I worked for a magazine, not the tech one. I still write for that one, but uh, like for sort of a political magazine, which is like a pretty awesome magazine here in Slovenia. And I worked for public radio and like not knowing anything with to do with computers and sort of. I'll say understanding the internet in like old media structures has kind of served me well. You know, it's not just, uh, uh, I sort of liked that intersection between maybe like old school media and, and the new stuff that's coming. So I'm like one of the, the people that kept, you know, persuading the radio station, the, the, the old one I used to work for, for, for you know, podcasts are a thing. <laughs> Basically, I was, Like I was that guy, but I'm still that guy actually. But yeah, it kind of served me well, but yeah, it, like just, I don't know, you know, I have like two mechanical keyboards and I just keep buying, you know, keycaps and stuff. I'm like one of those people. Like I don't, I don't don't really apologize anymore. (laughs) Like it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. there's, there's a lot. I do like the fact that there's a lot of us. Like I do sort of, that's been one of the greatest side effects of me doing uh, podcasting. I've, you know, I've been on The Incomparable like a bunch of times and uh, met all of those people and, you know, on Relay FM, like that, that's how we met basically. Uh, through the the clockwise yeah, yeah. podcast like that's been one of the, the the great side effects of all of this you know just being into tech and sort of audio and stuff so yeah you know i'm, I'm doing a talk at uh the max.com conference in chicago in july where my subject is exactly that how tech turned into this array of friends on the internet and experiences that i've had as a result of podcasting that tech turns into friends and places which I didn't expect at all. Yeah, that's that was never like my sort of I don't know like a goal or an intention. I just listened to you know like techie podcast basically, and then like I asked a bunch of people if they'd come on my show, and they just said yes, <laughs> which was because like, I'm you know like I think like Merlin Mann still I think I still have that quote on the website that I sound like Bella Lugosi, right? I think like I think that's part of the chart that they said yes. I'm just gonna talk to the like wacky Slovenian guy. And like, I'm sure most of the people I've had like on my show, Googled Slovenia, like you did, you know, but I, that, <laughs> no, but I, it was a very sort of inclusive crowd basically, you know, and I, I'm very thankful for that. And like, just uh, happy to be a part of it in a small way. Oh, that's neat. I, I, I wanted to circle back to what you said about old media and, and podcasting. I'm been really intrigued at how recently that really is becoming a thing. Uh, I was watching uh, CNN and the the, um, the guy was talking about how he interviewed. Um, oh shoot, what's his name? The guy the guy that was in the lunar capsule for the moon landing. Uh, oh, the the oh, third he, guy, basically. Yeah, we're, yeah. yeah, but I, I should. We're perpetuating the, the sort of. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm going to get his name. I'm going to think of it. But um, 
uh, anyway, uh, the the uh, newscaster said, yeah, I interviewed him. And by the way, yeah, it's on a podcast. And it's like, I'm watching one of the biggest cable news networks around and they're going, no, 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 no. You know, you don't need to listen to it here. Go over and watch and listen to the podcast. Yeah. And that made me so happy to see that, uh, you know, it really has come into its own, I think. Yeah, it has. But I think like the the way sort of, at least over here, like the, um, my, my Slovene show, which is basically the same thing as Storming Mortal, which is the English feed. Uh, like they used, like people used to tell me, I listen to the podcast apparatus, right? They always put, you know, the the word podcast in there, and I they just say, mm-hmm. oh, I listen to the latest apparatus, basically. That's how I know apparatus. it's kind of gotten, so you know, that it's sort of in the consciousness a little bit, because you don't even go, yeah. you don't go to the movies and say, I I saw the movie Avengers Endgame, like nobody, <laughs> you just say I saw the Avengers, right? And I think that's how you right, kind of right. know it's kind of grown up as a medium, I think. Although I will say, I think like podcasting, because it's been around for so long, it is in, like inherently its own thing. So like at least in my experience, like I try to you know, persuade people at work that it's not just a radio show that you archive in an RSS feed. It is its own thing, you know. So I think like old media kind of gets it wrong at the beginning because you just put some audio in a feed and like call it a podcast, which is fine. Like that's, I think, the first step. But I think the... Like, I think um, the American public radio system um, uh, was kind of really instrumental in kind of showing what you can do with audio, you know, all the NPR stuff, you know, like the This American Lives and Radio Labs of the World, basically. Uh, That was kind of... Right, right. That it's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's like an interview show like this, like audio is like, it's its own thing. And like audio on the internet is, it's its own, it's, it's, it's like, it's a proper like sort of media thing right it's like sort of a genre genre that's all by itself which is like everything else but because it's on the internet you know like i worked for the like print magazines and you know an article in a magazine the way you approach it right if you just know it's going to be put out on paper it's a completely different sort of approach that if then if you know it's also going to be online right like the obvious thing is there's no hyperlinking in print which is kind of obvious <laughs> but like that's sort of you know always sort of translated into the online stuff then you'd have like a journalist that like uh, is used to working in print and they'll write something for the online there's just be no links in there like even like the obvious stuff but that's kind of right. the point right, right? right but right. that's like a simple example but just the approach is different and i think it's the same with the audio uh, just call it, like just doing an audio feed of an interview and just calling it a podcast is not the same as like having you know a proper podcast basically where there's like an intro you do and you know i'm sort of subscribed to the small worlds theory in podcasting and you know like an audio feed of a show is not that that's just an archive that you can su- subscribe to I think we're like reaching oh, that, that point basically where that's interesting. I had never thought about that from that perspective, but there are shows that I would call proper podcasts that just start in the middle of a sentence, like um, the accidental tech podcast. Well, yeah, they never introduce themselves. They just start <laughs> like the recorder got flipped on while they were accidentally talking. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not really talking about structure structure as much, right? But just the fact that they can start mid sentence and I do, do listen to ATP a lot. And I just, you know, I talk to Casey a bunch on Instagram and stuff <laughs> like uh, just, it's not really about the, the structure. It's just, you know, the, just the fact that you can start mid sentence that that kind of makes it more podcasty it, oh yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. like yeah. you know and like maybe the jingles go away or maybe there is a jingle but it's like a jingle that sort of the person understands that this is gonna just this is an on-demand thing not something that's gonna be on air you know the on-air jingles yeah. usually kind of have to get people's attention 
And like, if it's on demand, like, why do you need people? It can be a different kind of jingle. I'm talking about stuff like that, which I know is really like right. the nitty gritty, but that's, that's most of my job, basically. So I, like, I <laughs> yeah, think about that stuff a lot, so like way too much, honestly. So, yeah. You know, I'm going to be on the radio for the first time ever. I've been podcasting for over 14 years and I'm going to be on the radio for the first time, except uh, I was with... Um, uh, Strafalino. What is? Oh man, I'm so bad at names. By the way, Michael Collins was. Oh, my, the, uh, I knew it was Collins. I didn't want to say because that was like in the <laughs> farthest reaches of my mind, basically. But yeah, I figured it was Collins. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Rich Strafalino interviewed me, and we did a, a. It will be a podcast, but it will also be on the radio, so it will play as though I'm live there in the studio with him when he does his radio show. So he'll be talking live. And then he'll go into this interview and then talk live at the other end. So I will technically be on the radio by him putting a podcast. On the radio. <laughs> okay, well, Things are yeah. getting twisted. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the lines are bl- blurring for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I asked my uh, buddy Ron if he could talk to somebody in Slovenia about tech. What would he ask? And he asked the greatest question. He said, how fast is your Internet? Oh, it's awesome. Like I, I won't. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, we, but we used to be like way ahead, but like we're kind of. Well, we're we're kind of, I think we're above average in Europe. I think, like especially the cities. Like I like I have a uh, uh, fiber connection, uh, so mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm golden basically. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, well, let's talk numbers. Come on, none of this fluffy. Oh no, you can like I could it. like if I wanted to. If I wanted to, I think I have like a twenty down, ten up uh, connection right now. I think or oh, it's a twenty twenty maybe. So wait, twenty megabits? Yes. Yeah, that's not that's not really fast, is well, it? Well, no, but that's because I don't want to pay for like the fifty fifty oh, or a hundred okay. and hundred. So what could right? you, pay? you know? Oh, okay. yeah, but that's okay. enough. So that, like that's enough for me, right? It's not, you know, I I don't, you know, I do audio, I don't do video. That that's my answer basically. Like right, this is right. plenty. Uh, but yeah, no, no. I got to tell you, I like I like my fast uploads with fiber at home. I've got a hundred megabits a second uh, symmetric, and I mean, I take my audio podcast in an AIFF form and send it up to Afonic. Oh yeah, and it's just like, and it's done. You know, it's really, really yeah. Fast. The, uh, I I do appreciate it even for us. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do use Afonic from time to time, so yeah, I I could use that as well. But I'm just like, I don't want to <laughs> spend the extra. Like I don't, I don't. Like I'm fine with it. You know, and the, like the twenty down, it's like it's. Like everything loads fast. Like I have no problems with like Netflix or HBO and stuff like that. So, but over here the internet's right, kind of right. nice. We we're sort of one of the last holdouts that we do have sort of a uh, uh, a state telecom, which I know you Americans always kind of cringe oh, really? most of the time, but I think that that has kind of served us well because uh, some of the other countries when. Uh, like uh, I'll say foreign, but like not foreign telecoms moved in. It has not been a very pretty picture. So we're we're kind of you know we don't we don't have any metering or you know uh, like data caps for broadband and stuff. And that's been going on in Europe. Okay, okay. I write a lot about like in, like internet neutrality as well. So that's a big topic for me. And we, we're kind of okay. Uh, we actually sort of had it in our laws. To, you know, we we had like internet neutrality was in our laws, but then a, like a European Union directive came and kind of softened all of that, which is a bummer because it's usually the mm. other way around. You know, the European Union directives are supposed to be more forward looking. And we were actually ahead. I think it was like us, the Dutch, and a bunch of Scandinavian countries were kind of ahead on that. But, you know. We'll see how that shakes out, but so far so good, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we would be against, um, uh, you know, state or 
at least municipalities having control. Um, I know there's been a lot of uh, municipalities that have tried to put in free internet for their uh, communities, and the giant lobbyists at our two big telecoms yeah. have basically said, no, you're not going to do that. And they've managed to get laws in place to prohibit it. And that's not what people want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't seem to have any control over that. Yeah, I know, I know. Like you guys have basically just the two, two, two big companies, right? And then you're kind of, you know, it depends on where you live. But like, I won't pay that, like a paint a too pretty picture because here, if you don't live in one of the cities, uh, it, it can get, you know, you kind of are limited to maybe one or maybe two providers, right? And like fiber's not everywhere yet and stuff. But uh, like yeah. it's been like the, uh, the internet for Slovenia, like so far it's it's been, we've been kind of, uh, keeping with the times, honestly, you know, even in the 90s and the, like the 2000s, we were online kind of fast. So it's not like, oh, that's uh, cool. it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, there's usually this perception, especially in Eastern Europe, that it's all, you know, just brutalist ar- architecture. And, you know, we still use, I don't know, pigeons for communication or whatever, but like, uh, but come on, we never even heard of you. Yeah, basically. You got, yeah. That's got, why, yeah, that's why I really don't want to sell a short, like as, as far as the online stuff goes, we were kind of okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. I like it. Um, so I remember I, I heard you talking to Micah Sargent on, um, on your podcast and, um, by the way, when he was saying apparatus earlier, he about the podcast apparatus, that's the name of his yes. show. I'm not sure everybody would have caught on. Oh yeah, right. Because um, it actually it confused yeah. me at first and I was like, Oh yeah, that's the name of the show. Yeah. Um but you were talking to Micah Sargent, you were talking about privacy being important in Slovenia. What's the lay of the land? What's what's your thinking on that? Well, this is like one of the uh, the ways that Europe's kind of doing things right in a way, sort of. I don't know if you've heard of uh, GDPR. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, we've talked a lot about it on the show. Bart Bouchatz is, is um, a guy who's on my show really often, and he's actually my co-host, but he claims he isn't. <laughs> um, anyway, he did a segment explaining the whole thing to us once and uh, on Chit Chat Across the Pond. It's very, very good. So, yes, we have been educated. Yeah, and sort of the, the thing I kind of uh, I, I always try to explain, like, I don't get spam calls, like, at all. Like, that's not a mm. thing here. Because I, I didn't okay. know how bad it was until I talked to all of you guys. Right? It was like, it was like, you, like it's to the point where people just don't look at their phone anymore because it's usually just a yeah. spam call, right? I don't answer it. Yeah, I think I've gotten in my entire life, and I've had like smartphones from very early, like two thousand and like I'll say six, even before the iPhone. I had a bunch of Nokia's where I could like connect to Gmail and stuff, right? So, and I've maybe gotten, I'll say maybe ten spam calls. And they were usually from like a British number. So maybe some of them were actually legit and I just didn't pick up. But like <laughs> where here, when you like leave your sort of your phone number somewhere, like that company will sort of call you, right? But the whole selling of stuff beyond that does not happen. And I think GDPR sort of even like even put stricter rules on that. So I oh, I, I think yeah. like it's going to happen even less because it really like GDPR really did sort of introduce fines for companies that would kind of mistreat data, you know. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that kind of pans out. I guess uh, the way it was well not maybe not the way it was written but the, the sort of the intent of the whole thing, right? So but yeah, like yeah. I think that like the spam calling thing is the the like what, what Americans usually don't believe me, but I just do not get <laughs> spam calls. I I I do think. It, it, this is just a little piece of data for you is it depends whether you're going to get spam calls or not. And I don't know on which it depends, but I get maybe 
oh, at most one every week or two. But I know people who get them all day long. Yeah. So I don't know why some numbers get more than others. I do have an unusual area code. Um, and so one of the things they they do is uh, where they spoof like they're from your neighborhood. So they take they'll the, the, the number will have the same first six digits. Oh, OK. Which is perfect for me because I have an unusual area code for where I live. I know if it's got those first six digits, that's a spam call, 100%, because <laughs> nobody has my area code. LA uh, split area codes at one point, and right around the time I was getting my first iPhone, they they said, oh, yeah, everybody's going to have this area code soon. Nobody has this area code. Nobody takes my calls because they don't know, what is that area code? That doesn't exist. So um, I don't know if that affects it, but I mean, I know people who are like, I'm going to switch from iPhone to Android because maybe that'll stop. I'm like, no, I don't think that's what it's related to. But uh, yeah, it's terrible. For yeah, but even and not a problem for. Others. Yeah, but even when I hear you getting like one or two a week, like that's a lot. Like that's you know, like that's not nothing, right? I don't. I, oh, yeah. I just don't yeah, no, get them. That's I have one insurance company because my dad gave them their number, my number, like ten years yeah. ago. Like they'll call me maybe once a year, and I like I could go. Yeah, that doesn't count as spam. Yeah, basically, I know, I know, I know. We call that bacon, where you sort of ask. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it never got sold on. They're the only people that call me. Like I I imagine in America, if you gave a number to somebody, they just sell it on, and then you'll get you know all of the other calls. Like that's that's what people have been telling me. You know. Yeah, I don't know how it occurs. It's unknown, but uh, or not known by me anyway. So we were, I was actually asking about privacy oh, yeah. too. Like um, it, you mentioned that being more important in Slovenia. Is that because of the, the history or? Well, I, I think not just, maybe not just Slovenia. I think the whole of Europe is kind of, you know, well, maybe like part of it is definitely, definitely the history. But I think like one thing uh, sort of it's, it's a blind spot uh, when you think of it from the American uh, perspective is, you know, like they're your companies, right? Like even Facebook and like Google, they're American companies. But like imagine how you would feel if, you know, most of sort of the sort of that kind of infrastructure where, you know, your email would be or your number or, you know, the, the, any kind of that, even Apple as well. It's an American company, right? If like most of your online world would be uh, basically run by a foreign nation, like companies from a foreign nation, Right. I think that's why right. that's probably one okay. of the reasons where, where us Europeans maybe are kind of, you know, maybe think about that stuff a lot. And that kind of trickles into, you know, our governments and stuff, because it's, you know, if, if Europe had like a proper sort of, you know, tech giant, you know, maybe it'd be different if, if we ha- we'd have like a like a social network or whatever. But it's all American companies. Right. And when it's an American yeah, company, yeah, well, it's like you forgive your uncle for saying stupid yes. things, but if my uncle says that, it's worse. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's it's that. Actually, I can give a perfect example of what you're talking about. Um, it came out a little while ago that um, was it? It was Ring that's now owned by Amazon. Um, had uh, hired a consulting company to review videos, and they were in Ukraine. <laughs> and what bothered everybody was that they were in Ukraine. Yes. Not that Amazon was spying on you. It was that, well, wait a minute. Yeah, but those Ukrainians, you know, yeah, yeah. those people are crazy. I know many lovely Ukrainians. They have a bit, they're a huge tech place. Yeah. And, and so you can't just say Ukrainian is bad. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next to Russia, which is bad, but Ukrainian, you know, I mean, that why is that a thing? Yeah. But you're right. The immediate reaction was because it was it was an Eastern European country. Oh, oh ah, this is a big danger. Big danger. Yeah, basically that that goes both ways. Like when, when with us, it's like, oh, it's the Americans again, you know, and with the way Facebook's yeah. been doing stuff late. No, not even lately, like the whole time. Right. It's not, you know, you, you get a queasy feeling. It. And I think, you know, uh, but they're still giants, you know, like the. It's kind of hard, like if, like the like even America kind of has trouble reining those companies in, you know. Like Europe doesn't really. Well, we're not reining them in at yeah, all. Yeah, but that's we're what not, I'm. Yeah, that's we what don't I'm even saying. Find you know? them hardly, right? There's no there's no penalties to to what they've done. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm disgusted by our lack of uh, slapping around of of Mark Zuckerberg in particular. Yeah. Oh, and um, and we can get into the taxes, right? The taxes are even like a bigger deal, like you know, because they're going to end up in America at some point, right? Or Ireland, you know, the whole thing. But, you know, the, yeah. yeah, it kind of feeds into that. So I think that's why it's, uh, I think I'll say more important. Yeah, I'll, I will say that. I think it's more like, it's maybe more on people's minds, I guess. Uh, but I'll, uh, but I'll, I will say though, yeah, like Huawei is sort of like the, the top, I don't know, one or two like phone brands in Slovenia, you know. And if any of the, you know, fear mongering that's coming from America is true, that's kind of crappy. But if it's not, you know, we'll, we'll see. But so it's a, it's a tough question, but I think sort of stuff like the GDPR and just the way we kind of handle sort of personal data over here is way different than in America, at least from what I've been able to read up on and stuff. Uh, so so yeah. I, I, I'd like to talk about Huawei for a minute. Um, have not talked about that on the show very much, uh, a little bit with Barbushats in, in uh, his security bit segment. But um, and I'd like to separate out two things. There are politics and there is security. Yeah. And our regime has managed to mix those in a way. Um, I believe the statement was uh, we we're banning them because they're they're dangerous. But if we fix this trade war, then they're not dangerous anymore. So <laughs> let's just let's just take the dangerous part. Let's take the, uh, you know, basically under the thumb of the Chinese government part. Um, I've I've been fascinated at watching the the restrictions peeling away basically everything that makes a Huawei phone. I mean, as of right now, they 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 can't get the glass for the front because that's Gorilla yeah. Glass from Corning, which is in New York. They can't get the uh, the radios from Qualcomm in San Diego. They can't get the um uh the AM is it the AM no the um arm, arm processors, processors yeah. even though even though that's a British company. There's there's IP in in the in the software that's from the United States, so they can't have that. They can't have Android. I mean, is it Huawei? Oh, yeah, they can't have Android. They can't have anything from Google. So in the end, do they have a battery? I mean, what is a Huawei <laughs> phone if it doesn't have those? Yeah, things? I will say because I know like Americans probably have never seen a, like a Huawei phone, or maybe not not the good ones, right? Like it's legit hardware. Like I'm not, oh, yeah, it's like, it's hear. proper, like it's proper hardware. It's pr like the last year, like the sort of the P30 Pro, which was the last one they did this year. Uh, like that, they, mm -hmm. I think that one jumped over into, you know, iPhone, Samsung sort of high-end territory. Like it's a well-made phone. It kind of even, it, no, like no chintzy feeling when you hold it and all of that stuff. And like the camera, I think they have like a guy from Nokia uh, there who did a bunch of the PureView uh, phones for Nokia. So their their imaging is kind of you know it's right up there like i won't say 
uh, maybe pixel quality or iPhone quality, but they're they're kind of just right up there, basically. The night stuff really? the Huawei does is amazing. Like that's better than iPhone or Pixel. Like the night stuff is just insane. The the things they can do. So, mm-hmm. but when you strip all of that away, yeah, they're kind of left with you know a bunch of factories I mean, that, and the the, the raw that materials hurts them everywhere, yeah. right? I mean, that that makes them not be able to build it anywhere yeah. if they don't have all those components. I mean, it, they say they've got their own operating system, but then they want to have uh, accessibility to the apps. Yeah. Um, they do have their, their, mean, their sure. own app store, which I don't know. If, like, I don't know anybody who uses that. Everybody's on Google Play, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's a weird, but, it's a weird in, sort in of Slovenia, thing. Yeah. Are you guys not worried about the fact that they're, you know, would have to do the bidding of the Chinese government? Is, that isn't a concern. That, that's what I'm saying. I think most people don't really think about it because I don't, I don't know if, the, if people sort of, even me, like, I don't know, Samsung's Korean. Like, how much do I actually know about Korea? Like, I don't, you know. It's sort of well. I don't. I don't mean individuals because uh, I don't think individuals. Yeah. Think uh, ah, okay. You mean stuff, ah. But, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I mean the 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 people who would control what can go on in Slovenia, the equivalent of our government saying, you know, we're not going to let these phones in. By the way, I do know that we have the same kind of ban on Z, ZTE, and then somebody shook somebody's hand, and now we don't have a ban <laughs> on them, and they're from China. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense from that perspective. But let's just pretend we don't yeah. know that. I, I, I'm, I like, I'm sure it gets mentioned somewhere, like in the government, but like the, going by the sort of non-debate around internet neutrality, I am very pessimistic that it's actually, you know, if, even the, well, how about having them do your 5G infrastructure? How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah. That's a little different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. When, when you talk about infrastructure, and there's this story I read that in Belgrade, in Serbia, which is not in the EU, but I was, you know, that's close uh, to here. Like, you know, I think like I think the city maybe just put up the cameras they use in China, in Belgrade, and it's Huawei mm-hmm. putting up the cameras and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. those stories make you feel, you know, that's it's an uneasy feeling let's say that like how much how yeah. much you know the government or like the people who would decide are aware of that or want to be aware of that i don't know well, would that be an eu decision or would individual countries ah uh, well it's like it, it'd probably be up to the individual countries at first you know the eu is sort of it's not the federal government uh like in the united states uh it is, some of the stuff right. is they binding yeah. guidelines, but, sort of thing. yeah, and then the the member countries kind of have to implement that into their own laws. You know, it's a sort of a different s- s- system. But it, in some cases, they do have some power. But you have to understand, like, it's not like states in America here, like it's actual sovereign countries, and those countries have very uh, sort of uh, the interests don't ver- align. Uh, a lot of the time so it's it's a uh, let's say it's a more interesting process of getting anything like getting the countries to agree on anything let's say that it's it's even you know the more i learned about uh the eu trying to function and the united states and our politics and everything the more amazed i am that something like the united states actually works i mean think of a, a committee being on a committee like that with people from 50 different states that have all completely different ideas of how important they are and how important the decision is and getting anything done. I mean, it's a miracle. Yeah, but you, you at least have the one language, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last. Well, yeah, but we're just making you guys speak our language, so it all. Yeah, works for yeah, us. You, you're go- Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't see an issue. What are you talking about? Actually? Yeah, yeah, but I, I like, I, I'm, I am very, very much pro the EU. Like, I think at the end of the day, it's a very positive step, and. uh 
I, I think like w- yeah. w- like some of the stuff that comes out of it, I'm not a fan of, but as, as a sort of a concept, I think it's one of the best things that's happened to this continent. So yeah, here's to them doing some stuff well, I guess. Yeah, this, <laughs> you heard the... Yeah, good luck yeah. to you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we don't want to get too much into politics. Um, I haven't asked you uh, what tech you do use in your life. What's your, uh, what's your array of tools? So I've been on uh, the sort of Nexus Pixel train as far as phones go. And before that, I, I used Nokia phones, which I'll say... Even like in 2006 or seven, they were the best made phones. Like I know you guys just basically bought the candy bars in America, but over here they made a bunch of high-end phones, which are kind of like just well-built devices. Like I still have my old Nokia N900. Don't even Google it. It's a monstrosity of a phone now because it's so thick. It's insane. I just, well, I'm totally Googling. Oh uh, yeah. It's, a, it's such a well-made phone. Uh, I, just, I think it's here somewhere on my desk, but uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm on Android uh, as far as phones go, but I, I do use the stock stuff because I write about phones. And, like, I can review most of the phones that are sold here. So I, I try to use stock Android and then kind of compare the skins other manufacturers put on them. And then uh, as far as iOS goes, an iPad mini, and then I have a Chromebook at work for meetings and then I'm on windows basically i oh so you, yeah. you cover all the uh all the gamut there yeah how do, how do yeah. you like how do you like the chromebook oh it's been like that was one of those oh a friend brought it over from america it was way cheaper so you know that's the mm-hmm. first thing i'm gonna say but it's one of those aluminum ones and it's it's an asus c something it's a stupid name because it's asus uh but it's like an aluminum and it's it's i've been enjoying it it's nice just having the browser it's it has a Sort of an iPad feel, but a desktop browser, which until iOS 13 was not the case. So I'm I'm actually a fan. I really am. It's like a light, like a very light machine, and it it just has the browser, and that's fine for like just you know meetings and calendar and email and stuff. And it has a, like a keyboard that's you know not great, but I'll, I will say it, it has a the keys have a uh, they're deeper than the MacBook stuff, right? So I actually kind of enjoy uh-huh. it. So it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I didn't think, I, I bought it and I figured I'm just going to sell it if I don't like it. And it's been, it's been with me for like two years now and I'm still enjoying it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I keep thinking I'll, I want to get one and play with it. And, uh, but I'm so dependent on specific apps. Like I've, I've been saying this a lot lately. I can't ever leave the Mac because of Audio Hijack. Yeah, I am. Audio Hijack is the best piece of software I know that is absolutely critical to everything I do. I mean, it's it's on all the time. I'm constantly using it. And to lose that, I'd just be like, well, I don't know how you do a podcast without Audio <laughs> Hijack. I mean, I'm sure there are tools, but I'm not even going to try them because they're not as good. I'm positive. Yeah, oh, I, I've <laughs> uh, used Audio Hijack and it's uh, that that is a big thing if I would go, like for me to go to the Mac finally, I guess. Uh, but like yeah, the, the the things you amazing. do in Audio Hijack, I just do with cables. You should see my setup. Yeah. It's I, <laughs> I it's not pretty. <laughs> like it's just, but I can do. You know, I had yeah, a mixer sorry. for a while, and it was like it was like a third of my desk was was all this, like you say, all these cables and the mixer, yeah, seventy eight different dials. And I know there's smaller mixers now, oh. but it was, and I didn't really understand it. So 
if my housekeeper dusted, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't hear you. And I don't know which one of these dials caused that. <laughs> I have, but with audio hijack, it's, it's yeah, much more intuitive to me. I have uh, basically a, my main computer, which is a tower I built. And then I have two small uh, bricks, uh, gigabyte bricks computers, which is like the, the Intel nooks, like that kind of thing, which are uh-huh. basically just Skype boxes. And I have a. By the way, we pronounce it NUX. Oh, NUC. Okay. Sorry. Just so, pe- just so what people know what he's right. talking about, NUC. They're the like, like little. Yeah. Tiny. Sort of, t- sort of smaller thing. than a yeah. Mac Mini, basically, but they do have like a brick then yeah. to plug them in. But and Are there, are those Linux? Sorry. No, I run Windows there because. Running Windows at them? Okay. Yeah, because they're Skype boxes. So I figured I'd go with Microsoft because, you know, it's going to work. The, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Linux and Skype are not friends. Basically, yeah, sure. then I have like a yeah, rack mounted mixer and a bunch of DBXs. I'm an idiot, basically. I should just like go to the <laughs> Mac at some point. <laughs> I am an idiot, yeah. Well, they probably don't charge much of a surcharge to get that to Slovenia, do they? Uh, well, like the crap, like it's the dollar to euro. Like, if if a Mac in America costs, let's say, like, I don't know, two thousand dollars. It's going to cost 2,000 euros here. And that's just not right. Oh. Like, that's not, Oh, you know. Wait, what's, your, what's the exchange rate right now? I think we're, we're, I think it should be kind of less here. I think the euro is kind of stronger. It's been there. Oh, yeah. It should, uh, yeah, it looks like about $1,700, $1,800. Yeah, it yeah. You'd kind of hope for that. But, you know, there's a, and we don't have like a proper, proper Apple store here. We just have the authorized uh, re- resellers. I don't, premium seller. I don't know. Apple uses some weird name. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you know there aren't any in Ireland? See, that's a, there's no, uh, there are no Apple stores in Ireland. Oh, that's a tax thing. I'll bet if they had like a store uh, yeah. there, they'd have employees and, you know, it would change everything. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, but it drives Bart crazy. You know, <laughs> it's like, wait, all of your money was here. No, but like I don't think the, the store there anymore. I think they moved. Oh yeah. But, but like the stores here are fine. Like, uh, but they, like Macs are sort of. You see, because I'm just used to Windows and I know how to build my own. Like, I, I know which components to choose. And if you just get a tower and then mm-hmm. you kind of spec it out. Like, I have like a terabyte SSD in my tower. If I did that on mm-hmm. the Mac side, I'd have to sell my kidney. Like, it's not even, yeah. you know, even. Well, you have two of them. Tell yeah, me. no, yeah, it's worth it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, that's where I think Apple kind of, kind of. that's what we like get the short end of it. Because even like the new Mac Pro, and I know like that's a computer for like not normal people. But like, like right. if you charge like like six thousand dollars for a computer, how is there a two hundred and fifty six gigabyte SSD in there? Like yeah, that's yeah, that was that was just you know that was odd. That was very odd for six thousand dollars. You could have put a two. Yeah, like that's in. the that that's where it kind of breaks. The, like that's where they you know, and how long they stuck with sixteen on the iPhone was just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like that stuff yeah. kind of bo- like that's where it bothers me. Because if you know how to use like Windows and can put together a PC, it kind of, you know, it, it's not, I don't care if the, you know, OS and the hardware are, you know, as one because one company makes them. I'm, magical. Yeah, but, yeah, it's magical. Yeah. Listen to me. Hey, well, here, here's just one little little fact to stick in the back of your brain. One of the nice things about everything being Thunderbolt on the uh, MacBooks uh, is that you can hang any SSD from any company you want on the outside, and it's as though you put it in a PCI. Side, yeah, because it's on the Thunderbolt bus, so it is just as fast as if it would be on the inside, just like a PCI slot. Yeah, the, I, the, I, I was have, thinking about going uh, the Mac the Mini route actually when I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that was yeah. my plan, but like it, the, they refreshed it too late. Like I already had a box for a half a year, a new one, mm. and I'm just gonna ride this one out. Uh, my tower. Yeah, next, yeah, time, next, next time, time maybe. Yeah, if they re- if they had refreshed it, 
I would have gone to the, like I would have bought the Mac Mini. Like I would have switched. Yeah, that, that was a given. That Mac Mini is a beast now. That thing is that thing's the 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 hidden gem, I think, of the uh, of the lineup now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of Apple, I remember hearing you talk on a podcast. Were were you ever on the Phileas Club? Oh uh, no, For some reason no. I, oh well, I'll get you on that too. That's a show you need to be <laughs> okay. On. Um, I'll tell you about that afterwards. But uh, I remember hearing you talk on a podcast about the lack of Slovenian localization on something Apple. What? Oh, was it uh, the Apple TV? Where is it that it's, no, no, there's no, no. no Slovenian? Oh yeah, it's nowhere. That's the thing. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> and everywhere is where it is. Yeah, and and I don't want to. Uh, this is a it's a weird one. Like I have this fantasy that I'm just gonna write an article one day in English and I'm gonna like, pester Jason Snell to post it and maybe somebody from Apple will see it. Basically, <laughs> like that's uh-huh. like I'll, I'm I'm gonna find the time. Some say maybe if, if, like if Jason wants to do that, but I'll, I'll pester him. Uh, it's it's not like they just. I think it just fell through the cracks. It's the weirdest thing because. On i on on iOS, right? You have you have Croatian, right? Which is like our neighbors, and it ha- we in Croatia basically like with small differences have the same alphabet, right? So as which as Croatian, you yeah, say? Croatia and Slovenia, right? We have the same okay. alphabet, and Croatian is on iOS, right? And so there's no technical reason that just somebody at Apple would just translate everything. There's no reason. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like, there's no, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. The, all of the no sort of the the, gl- the glyphs, like the characters of our alphabet, is is already in the OS. Just when they do the languages, they just they would they do, just forget. Yeah, I'm 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 genuine. I genuinely think it's like it just fell through the cracks. Like, they, they there can't be any malice because the thing is, Serbia and Croatia, right? That's basically the same lettering, right? Well, Serbia has the Cyrillic, uh, the uh, Cyrillic, right? Uh, they do that, but they, the Russian is on the iPhone, I think. So, like, it's a weird and like us and Serbia are not there, and Croatia is. And I'm like, like that's great for Croatia. I'm not doing that, but like, I, it's a we, it's a weird, weird thing, and it sucks because I, I can prove yeah. that I. Oh, wow. I had an audio drop off for a second. I can prove yeah. that uh, what he's talking about. I just did a search in Google for Apple Slovenian localization. And I got a site, developer.apple.com, about internalization and localization. And then you know, down at the bottom where of the of the search results where it shows you if it didn't put a word in, it says missing Slovenian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it sucks because like I got my mom onto the iPad because she just does not need a laptop, right? So she, she, like she kind like she kind of speaks Croatian. I do speak Croatian. She really doesn't, right? She just speaks Slovene and she doesn't speak English, right? And so she'll have like the whole UI is in a language she does not understand, right? Which mm. sucks, right? And then the other thing is, uh, Croatia has this quirk where their months, right, are like totally different sounding. They ha- have different names for the months. Like in Slovenia, like January, right, is Januar. It's kind of the same thing. Okay. But uh, in Croatia, I don't even know what it is, January in Croatia, because it's a completely different word. So my mom, right, has like the calendar app. Like the name of the month is something she does not know. And wow. that's just a shame. So, you know, every time there's like one of those commercials from Apple where the whole world uses, you know, the iPad, like <laughs> you can see, you know, just the whole, the whole, it's always the whole world. We provide the whole world with computing power, you know, the cross section between liberal arts and, you know, compute. What I don't know what the tagline is. Like every time I see one of those, it's like, not us, man. Like we're not, 
we're just not there. I basically. just found an article it's, in 9to5Mac from 2014 that said that Apple just announced that they're adding Slovenian keyboards. Yes, that's a separate issue. Oh, like, oh fine. there's a who, keyboard. Yeah, but who, who cares if the <laughs> UI is not in the language? Like, I don't, wow. I don't understand why the UI is not in the language. And, and you're saying it, so that's on iOS and Mac? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We, should start a, we should start a campaign. Yeah, it should, there should be a hashtag, basically. Like, okay. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I don't want to be like, I know that's my shtick. Like, I like podcasts that go on, I mentioned that somehow, but it really does suck. Like, though, it's even weirder because uh, the last time, the iPhone 10, uh, I think the Slovenian box had like the, the small instruction pad thing on the front. I think it was actually in Slovene, but then the UI wasn't. Oh, my God. Like, it's so weird. I, that's why I'm thinking like they just it, it's somehow. Yeah, it's I I seriously do not think it's 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 not like malice in any way. I just think somebody like there's just one meeting has to happen and we'll probably go through. Like that's my thought. Have you ever, like, I, have you ever I, written I, to Tim? Uh no, I'm not uh, no. Oh, <laughs> like that's, totally. That you would just be... write to Tim. I'll I'll give you his address. You just write to yeah, him and okay. see what happens. Did you guys <laughs> yeah, for, okay. entitle it? Did you forget Slovenia? <laughs> No, but the weird thing is because I think we're, uh, you know, when they uh, sort of separate out the launch of the new iPhone into countries, sure. like I think we're in the first year now. We've been on the slide, <laughs> like at the keynotes. Yes, we're on the slide now. It says Slovenia, like shipping in blah 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 countries. Slovenia is right there. Oh, Still, the UI gosh. is not in Slovenian. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. You need to write. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nag you to. I mean, it would ruin your shtick. <laughs> But I, yeah, I know. But I, I'm fine with it. if my mom gets a, the the UI in Slovenian, right? I'll 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 bury the shtick. Like I don't care. You're okay <laughs> like with I, it. If you can get it that's mom, more, right? way more important. You know, just you know. Slovenian no, localization in Apple. Do it for mom. That's the hashtag. Yeah, but yeah, that's the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> wow. No, I'm I'm serious. I think writing to Tim might work. What happens when you write to an executive is they hand it off to somebody, right? But if it comes down yeah. from the top the way it gets there makes it more attention getting to the people below them. But I mean, it sure does sound like, like it's yeah. just got like, we're at, yeah, that would be a great point going, we're on the first slide. You, you <laughs> no, and and we like a, a company, uh, they do uh, Lake coloring. It's a great iPad app for, for like a coloring book thing. What's it, they're what's from it Slovenia. Called? They won the Apple design award. Right. Oh, really? Again, they're from Slovenia. Right, like, they're like thirty minutes from where I live. Okay, forty maybe. Wow. Like, and, and still again, no UI in Slovenian. What's it's it called? Weak. Lake coloring. Lake coloring. Yeah, yeah. It's a like a properly beautiful app. Honestly, it's uh, like check if you have the pencil and stuff. It's kind of amazing what they do. Yeah, I'm gonna install it while we're talking. I love co- yeah. I love coloring on my iPad. I, yeah. I do it when yeah. I'm watching TV. I find it really soothing. I really, really. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. Like, I, I, I don't want. Like, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. Just they're from Slovenia, right? But it's a properly good app. Like a properly good app. Okay. Even Apple seems to think so. <laughs> like you know. I'm installing yeah. it right now. Lake coloring. Okay. Oh yeah, these look fun. I don't know why it's so soothing to color as an adult, but it absolutely is. It is. Oh, stop asking. It's a free app download. Why do you want my password? Ah. <sighs> Has been crazy. Safety, yeah. Uh, some safety. I yes, guess. I guess. I think it's a know. setting I have messed up. Bart keeps yelling at me. <laughs> so one of the questions you like to ask is, "What was the one physical thing that you own or have owned?" Oh shoot! I bet I already know the answer. Uh, that felt like it was made for you. 
Okay, well, yeah, I do have, like, there's a canonical answer to this because I've answered this question before in Slovenia. So I'll do the same thing. And it is the Super Nintendo. Oh. Like, that's, that, if the, that was the first, like, techie thing I got that was so pleasant to use. Like, it wasn't, you know, awkward like PCs were in those days. Mm. Where it really, that, that's the thing. Like, I was really good in my, at Mario Kart, basically. <laughs> Super Mario Kart was my game. Like the dream was to go to Japan and just play Japanese people Super Mario Kart because I figured <laughs> I'd beat them. I probably wouldn't, but that's a dream of a you know I don't know like a ten year old or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, like like the Super Nintendo is kind of my 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 uh, my go to answer for that question. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were uh, going to say the Nokia M nine hundred. Oh well, yeah, the Nokia phone. Oh, there's a ba- like I have a there's another Nokia phone, the E sixty one. So the E sixty one I, which kind of looked like a BlackBerry. Like that's my favorite phone ever, probably. Interesting. It's a, it's not it's not a terribly great phone because the like the processor in it was like a I don't know like a calculator basically, but it had like a Gmail app and you could go online and that was amazing, just amazing. And it was like before the iPhone, but literally, really did change everything basically. Yeah. That's funny. I, you know the the thing that I noticed uh, when I was looking to switch from an SLR to a DSLR. I the the big camera was the um uh was the Canons and the Canon Rebel and I would pick them up and my f- the first thing in my brain thought was this feels wrong it just n- n- no it's <laughs> like ugh, I just know something about it it's just it's too big it's too bulky it's too heavy everything about it I disliked it and I kept trying them because I kept thinking no I really want to go to a DSLR and then finally one day I picked up a Nikon uh their DSLR and uh I think it was a Nikon D40 and it was what you were talking about where I just went, oh, feel that. Oh, I like that feels good. <laughs> After I bought the camera, I read an article about uh, companies that were starting to design things to fit right in a woman's hand. And one of the oh, companies okay. was Nikon and the Nikon D40 was one of them. And it was I mean, it was an absolute light switch to me to, to use the Nikon versus I, I would I would probably still be on film today if it hadn't been for the uh, for the Nikon D40. <laughs> And it was, it was yeah. definitely, it was made for me. And they said, these are companies that are not just making, you know, pink toolboxes. Barf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 the reason I liked Android early on, because they were bigger phones, and I'm, I, I'm six foot eight. Oh, I'm holy a cow. giant. Yes, I am very tall. That's what and makes my your hands voice are so just, <laughs> Like, my hands are giant, basically. Uh-huh. So I, I don't mind the large phones. And, and like the, on the Android side, that ha- ha started happening way earlier than on the iPhone. Like the SE in my hand looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's like not a even, chiclet? Yeah. Yeah, I can palm it, basically. <laughs> I could probably do magic tricks where it just disappears. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, uh, so I, I know what you mean like with the grip and stuff because like most of the world is not made for me because I'm so tall. So the the whole yeah the, the designing stuff for like the the woman's hand I totally get that like when stuff is kind of sort of at least there's a step towards you whatever you know you are uh, that's always a good thing yeah I was talking to um, a woman at uh, the AltConf at WWDC about this this sort of thing and how uh, diversity of people in your company can change whether or not your products work for everybody. And the example I was using was at our, our main coffee place is called Starbucks or most popular. Um, they just put in these stools where I have to climb to get onto them. And I'm of average height. I'm five foot six. And 
Uh, and I started thinking about what, what, smaller women must have to climb all the time or their legs swing and how annoying that must be. And I mean, I am positive that there was not a single woman in the design process of these because <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous. And she brought up something, uh, another great example of that that I had never thought about, uh, the headrests in cars. She has big, long, fluffy hair and curly hair, and she puts it in a bun on the back of her head, which means she can't put her head back against a headrest. So there's cars that oh, have right. the hole yeah. in it that's perfect for that. But nobody ever, you know, very rarely is that done. That's mostly done for sports cars and stuff. But why isn't it? Lots of women put their hair up in, in buns. That would be really nice for them. True. Yeah. I, that's what the holes are for. Okay, maybe that, yeah, okay, that makes that kind of makes women sense. women drive sports cars, right? That, yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, the thing in cars with me is, I, like, I can, like, I just... I just like the fact that I can sit in some of them. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. What I'm I, happy. I, I do think about that. I, I I always look when I get in a car and I sit down. I'm I'm fairly short waisted and I'm I'm you know like seven or eight feet shorter than you are. Um, I I reach above my head to see how much headroom is there above me, and I have bigger people get in the. I just bought a new car and I had my son get in the car and he's he's five uh, eleven and I looked and there's still like six or eight inches to the top of his head. Uh, you probably still wouldn't fit in that. Yeah, I don't know what headroom is basically. <laughs> That's a foreign concept to me. Yeah. Yeah. You need a sunroof to keep your head outside of the car, right? Yeah, almost, almost. So, um, another question you ask is, what are your five main apps? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I started those questions in like 2012, yeah. where that was still uh, like a thing. But I still, it's still fascinating to me what people which like will will say. So five main. Oh, okay. So Pocket Casts for uh, podcasts. Uh-huh. I use that ba- like every day. Basically, I just listen to way too much stuff. Uh, and then Todoist, I put all my like that's my task management. I'll use Flamingo is uh, an Android uh, Twitter app, which is great, but is no longer available to anybody because oh. you know the, of the token limit that Twitter has, the dumb dumb token limit basically. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then a signal for messaging. It's secure messaging. It's like ah, end-to-end yeah. encrypted. Right, right. And I'm a, I'm a 1Password user. So, yeah. One Another app that does not have a Slovene UI and my mom also uses because I have the family plan. Oh. So, <laughs> have you talked to them? Yeah. Yeah, that maybe I'll send them an email. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're Canadian. They're polite, right? Like right, that's right. the trope, right? Yeah, that's, maybe. That's a great yeah. company. Is it uh, Dave Tier? I think? I get um, yeah, yeah, Dave Tier. I just saw him a couple of days ago at WWDC. Yeah, they're they're cool. Sometimes they come oh, to man. um to all or they come to uh, Mac stock. If I see Dave Tier again, I'll just ask him. So how come you don't have Slovenian? What's wrong with you? That I would like me and my family would would appreciate that very much. And like I know a bunch of one password users in Slovenia. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do um, so you run that on Windows and on Android? Uh, well, that's Android basically. Like on Windows, I'll, I'll mention Reaper just for the editing of the podcasting. Oh yeah, like I, yeah, Reaper's a sort of it's it's an amazing app. Like I gave them money, and it's by the same guy that did Winamp, oh, which okay. I kind of like. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I like that connection for some reason. And he's like, I don't know from what I've read of the guy, and I've listened to a couple of interviews he did. He's like a, I don't know. He he kind of does software to you know he makes software to kind of sort of almost give it away basically interesting you know like 
and I, I do I do sort of I do I enjoy using Reaper a lot. So yeah, I, I do all of my stuff in that. So and, and I have like the the thing I did, which is kind of I know that's a techie. Like, this is why I'm a tech techie guy, right? Uh, Reaper, uh, uh, you can portable install it, right? So I have it installed in a Dropbox folder. Oh, and I have I have my own machine at work. Um, uh, so, uh, and the, the way my, uh, home machine, the one I edit on and my work machine are set up, the paths are the same. So in windows, I named like all of the drives the same way. Mm-hmm. So when I basically do something at work with audio and I'll, I just close sort of the, I just close Reaper when I come home and open it, it's just all there without a project file, basically. Oh, Cause it's technically the same app, right? You just get synced over bro- Dropbox. And because all of the path, uh, the paths to the files are the same, it just kind of works. So it, and the, that's, the feel yeah. of using the app is the same, but the files are not on both machines. No, they are oh, on both are machines because they're okay. all synced through, uh, through like Dropbox. Uh, Dropbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've yeah. got a seamless working environment where basically, uh, yeah. essentially like a web-based app almost, except it's not. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Except it, that's a great way of putting it. Yes. Yes. I'm just, I'm kind of proud of that because it kind of helps me out a lot. Basically. Oh, I bet. I bet. The, yeah. uh, I, I did take a look at Reaper once uh, a couple of times. I think I've downloaded it because I heard people talking about it. I, I, I've got this thing where I, the most important thing you would think to me would be my audio editing software. And it's not, I change it all the time. I've been on three or four different apps and I, oh, okay. I, I think I'm still looking for the perfect one. I'm using Hindenburg right now, which I really like. Oh, okay. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a great app, but I haven't, and I used Amadeus for a while and I used uh garage band, of course, and I just keep changing it up. Right. So who knows, maybe I'll be on Reaper before too long, but then I'll ask you <laughs> questions. Like, how does this work? I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those apps that's kind of, it's great out of the box, but it is kind of customizable. And I found a bunch of tutorials online and kind of have it set up the way I want to use it. Oh, and I'm really cool. fast in it. And it's a fast app. Like it's a properly fast app. Oh, nice. And it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy using it. Like I, I'm a Reaper guy. I think I'm going to just stay there. <laughs> and they, they do, they do like a Mac version. I think there's a Linux version coming out. Oh, wow. I don't know. Wow. They seem like a, like a, one of those, you know, they seem like the one password people. They seem like one of those good software companies, you know. I, I also like kind of, you know, supporting companies like that, honestly. I know, when I I know get, what you, you mean know. by a company like 1Password. There's just, you just get a good feeling from a text expander yeah. from Smile. That's how I feel about those guys. Smile is is in the 1Password category. Do you use any text expansion software? Uh, yeah, but on uh, uh, Windows, there's a really crappy app I paid for called Brevi. Oh, I actually <laughs> know the gets, developer, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, it's crappy they, and they then it's ugly. Yes, that, that's what I mean. But like the thing is they don't uh they, they don't support emojis. Ah. Which which kinda that kinda kills me. Cause I, I'd like to, you know, have a bunch of things where I could, you know, just plop an emoji in there. Yeah. You need to you need to try one password. One password I mean, I'm sorry, uh text expander. It's so good. It's it's amazing. Oh, okay. I used to, so um years ago uh the developer of Brevi worked together with the Text Expander people and Text Ex- Smile said we're never going to do a Mac uh, a Windows app and uh the developer Brevi said I'm never going to do a Mac app so they agreed to allow syncing between the two services. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so you I don't can know sync, if they still yeah. do, but then uh Smile turned around and said, "Yeah, I guess we're going to do a Windows app." So they do have a Windows <laughs> version. It it is a spectacular piece of software. You can do embedded snippets, you can do math with dates. I mean, it's incredibly powerful. I love it. 
Yeah, I've heard good things, but like Brieve is fine for me. It just, yeah, it looks like something from like the Windows 95 and yeah. almost. Like yeah. that's that's the one. Except it's a then, real eye And then they hired a Linux developer to help with the UI, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the, the icon is just, oh, even the test bar, it's <laughs> Make so your eyes awful. Bleed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But it works as advertised. I'll, I'll give them that. Like the couple of things I have in there, it's, uh, I use it every day almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should give Text Expander a try. I'm telling you, it's great stuff. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, well, I've taken enough of your time. This was so much fun, easily, if not way more fun than I, I hoped it would be. Um, why don't you tell people where they could find you, whether they can spell your name or not? <laughs> That's, yeah. So uh, stormingmortal.com is my English feed, which gets really sporadically updated. It's like a podcast thing. Uh, which where I put like just the raw, not not the raw, but like just without the Slovenian intros and outros I do on my Slovene show of the English speaking guests, basically. So that that's all in there. I think my last guest was like Max Temkin. Yes. Uh, from you know Cardi- Yeah, from like I think it was last year. I need to get another like American you know, soon. Uh, you know, what? I'm an American. <laughs> that is true. Oh, you're on the list. Don't worry. <laughs> like I have a list somewhere. But like I, I I do I do it's sort of I do an English guess. It's literally when I feel like it. Yeah. Like there's no, there's you no can't sort find of because I do Slovenians to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm still I'm still like my show. I did I think I did like a hundred and eighty seven like interview like wow. that that that's how many episodes of the Slovene show I've done. So yeah, it's been. Uh, you're probably and the then I'm on prolific, Twitter at uh, oh sorry. You're probably the so, most pl- prolific uh, Slovenian podcaster then. I think that's yeah, that's probably true. That's yeah. most I don't know if I like Slovenia. that, but <laughs> yeah, they they, uh, they they I see that like, in the notes. Can I just say something? Yes, because I see I see you found my English Wikipedia page. Yes, which I don't know who actually put that up. Uh-huh. Like nobody calls me Big Bird. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that was like a joke at one of, on one of the podcasts, and somebody that's a Wikipedia oh, editor put that okay. in there. Which I still find hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. I wasn't going to use that, but just I was going to pull a little bit out of that just for the <laughs> intro, since I didn't do a proper intro for you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, I'm, I'm also on Twitter. Well, uh, I have an English account, at uh, AtomicXX, where I basically talk to you Americans. And then I have a Slovene account where I tweet way more. I have way more followers, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, Ange, this was really fun to meet you. Uh, let's pronounce your name for us one last time. Okay, so it's Anje Tomic. Ange, and you can hear Anje Tomic. Tomic. Yeah, that, uh, that was Getting better. There. But yeah, like the, I have a clip of John Syracuse saying my name. Oh, I on listened my to that. The, that is hilarious. Yeah. That's over at stormingmortal.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the best clips I've ever done. <laughs> like I just, because you can hear it in John's voice that he was not expecting that. <laughs> and you don't hear that in his voice a, a whole lot. Uh, you know, he podcasts a lot, but you can, I don't know, I, I kind of broke him there a little. I'm kind of proud of that. So, yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love that clip. So, yeah. Very good. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was uh, like a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something or maybe you were just entertained consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. 
Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the No Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other No Castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.